Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast. On today's episode, we discuss why are millennials leaving the church in the big numbers that we see. Still love that intro. That is a really nice intro. Welcome to Practically Christian Podcast, where we take all that information you got all up in your brain. All up in your brain. And give you real practical application. Mm-hmm. So I'm Josh. I'm joined again today by my lovely wife, Debbie. Hello. We're in the new year, as far as the podcast goes. I mean, I know I was like, uh, people listening are probably like, oh, a few months ago. little late, boss. We, this is our 54th episode. This is, yes, our 54th episode. Mm-hmm. And we almost have some stuff figured out. Like, we just really pegged how to do a phone interview. Yes. So, thank you, YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. <laughs> so, we have that going for us now. Mm-hmm. So, what else? Like, what else you been up to this week? Spring break. It is spring break. It is spring break for us. We're very excited about it. We actually went on a date today by ourselves. Thank you, Nana. A day date. A day date. Where we got to go to lunch. That's pretty much what our dates consist of. Because <laughs> you do get a certain age and all of a sudden, um, like, I don't know, just... You talk about doing stuff and it's like, eh, hmm, let's just sit on the couch and watch TV. I agree. Although, if you'd like, we could go to the gym later. No. Nope. Just me and you? No, I wouldn't like. Okay. And my mom texted just a second ago anyway and said that they were home and she was ready for us to come pick up the kids, so. All right, all right. All right, but, so on today's episode, like like you heard in the intro, we're discussing millennials and and why millennials are leaving the church. I mean, to the tune of 59%, which which actually, that's actually down, like the the first article I wrote, or not wrote, but the first article (laughs) I read Said that uh, 80%. I was thinking about marriages in the church, because 50% of marriages end in the church. And in divorce, yes. And in divorce, yes. Um, No, this was 59% of millennials that are leaving the church. Mm. Um, And I think what they did is they took into account that, yes, 80% ultimately will leave the church. But some come back. Yeah. Right. So, so like, when we factor all that in, now they're saying 59%. Do you know what an ROI is? A return on on investment. investment. (gasps) Oh, <laughs> almost said it. Anyway. Keep going. Um, now, for the next couple of episodes, because this isn't going to be a one episode kind of... It's not a one and done. No. Um, right. We are referring to an article that was published with faithit.com, and it was mm-hmm. written by Sam Eaton. Thank you, Sam Eaton. Um, there'll be other articles that we'll reference, and if I reference them, understand they'll be in the link in the description of the episode. Okay. So if you want to go back and read it, Go read it. You know, feel Click free. The link. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but but I'm very excited about this episode because Why? I am both a millennial. And you left the church. <laughs> I am a millennial who did leave the church uh, yeah. for a while. But I want to say right off the bat before the we even get started with this episode, mm-hmm. I genuinely, genuinely love the church. Yes. Like, it is the bride of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like... 
you couldn't say that I love Debbie or I love Josh, but I can't stand his bride. It's right. very hard to sit here and go, I love Jesus, but I hate his bride. Right. Um, they go one and one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the church is the bride of Christ. Right. So like right off the bat, please don't take anything of this. Like we're hating on the church. I mean, mm-hmm. we are church planners. We love the church. I mean, this podcast is a ministry mm-hmm. of sent church mm-hmm. for more information. You can head on over to sent dot church. Um, we absolutely love the church. Right. That being said, the church does have different meanings to different people. Um, and I think that's really one of the big reasons you see millennials leaving the quote unquote church. Mm-hmm. So nothing in this episode should be taken as like being under the guise of trying to dismantle the church and its structure. Right. Like, not at all. Jesus said he was going to build the church. Not what we're trying to do. So to jump in, a millennial. A millennial is anyone who was born between, and, and it, it kind of varies depending on which survey you read, but, mm-hmm. but it, for, this the 19, for the 1980 to 2000, mm-hmm. like that is a millennial. Um, one of us just barely made it in, but it is a large, mm-hmm. it is a large group of people. Yes. Um, and in article after article, when people are asked to describe the millennial generation, right? Uh-huh. Like they were like, "Oh, give us one word that describes the millennial generation." You want to say, guess what that word is? Selfish. Close. Begins with an E. Begins with an E. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Entitled. And, oh yes. Okay. Entitled. Yep. Okay. And 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 that's the bud- buzzword surrounding anything that has to do with millennials. I mean, it it kind of goes with selfish. Do I sound funny in your headphones? Nope. And I don't know. It, it sounds funny to me. Anyway. Don't go off track. Um, but that's the buzzword. That anytime anyone talks about millennials, they go, oh, that's the entitled generation. Mm. And obviously, well, I highly disagree with that. Right. You know, right. as a millennial. I but I understand. Say, uh, I kind of get where they're coming I from. I understand. And, and I understand people are speaking in general. Right. About an entire generation of people. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not looking at each individual and going, oh, they're entitled, they're entitled, they're entitled. They're just saying on a whole what they see. Because that's what's out there to be seen sometimes in social media and on TV. And, I mean, you don't see the good people do. Right. That doesn't sell. So, some quick stats from the article. Okay. You know, just to really jump in. Only two in ten Americans under the age of 30 believe that church is worthwhile or important. Mm. So that's 20% of people under the age of 30. Um, 59% of millennials raised in the church have since dropped out. Mm -hmm. 35% of millennials have an anti-church stance, believing the church does more harm than good. And millennials are the least likely age group of anyone to attend church. I believe that. So why? Why are these numbers so high? Um, I think... And this is just my opinion. I mean, growing up in church the way I did, I know I I left. I felt what I what I was served was not real. Um, kind of like a dog and pony show, and it was do as I say, not as I do. I'm gonna tell you what the Bible says, or I'm gonna tell you what I interpret the Bible to say, and then I expect you to do it, but I don't have to follow. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, that makes sense. But and and we're gonna look at the number one and the number two reason in this episode. 
I mean, for me, like for me and you, I mean, you know how many times I was like, I just, I can't, I just don't want to go to church. I mean, I just didn't want to go. The number one reason that the article gives, Mm -hmm. like the biggest reason millennials are leaving the church and the numbers that we see is... Poor discipleship. Nobody is listening to us. (laughs) Mm. Yes, it ultimately goes to poor discipleship. And understand that discipleship for a millennial, it didn't start like in big church. No. Like it started in children's church and Mm -hmm. then went to youth group and then big church. Right. Um, But the number one reason is nobody's listening to us. Right. And again... When you look at this whole entitlement thing, well, you know, I I have stuff to add and, and people should be listening. Right. I see how they go hand in hand. Sure. You know, I get it. Um, you're talking about a generation that seriously, and as much as I am against it, got a trophy for like Everything. tying their shoes in the morning. Right. You know, you're the best shoe tire in the class. Raise your hand if you're feeling overwhelmed. Well, that... <laughs> That was in the army, right? Weren't they doing that in the army? No, not in the army. Where was it? The Air it? Force. They had the timeout cards. And that was kind of scary. It is because when you're in war, like you can't just you can't call a timeout, right? Um. But again, you have a generation. The millennial generation is the highest educated generation of any American generation, mm-hmm. and that's because all of us grew up with our parents telling us. You have to go to college. If you don't go to college... You won't get a good job. You're, you're going to dig ditches, you know, for the rest of your life. And mm-hmm. and we've done episodes about that. Um, and what's funny, might I add, Josh and I both have master's degrees. And both of us make less than what we did before we ever finished college. And a lot less. A lot less. Um, and neither one of us are huge proponents of... The theory you have to go to college. No, I don't think everyone's made for college. And I think unless you're getting something specific, like, I don't know, you're going to go do surgery on people. If, you may not be cut out for college and that's okay. I agree. Mm-hmm. And and you can be educated and not have a degree. Like you can be informed. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's... And I think just because you have a degree doesn't make you an expert absolutely. in a certain field. Sure. Um, you know, let's be honest. C's get degrees and... The- okay. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Anyway, um, but but what what I think we're seeing with the no one's listening to us mm-hmm. mentality is the parent syndrome. What do you mean? Well, so you have this very educated group of individuals in your church, mm-hmm. um, and and most people, from what I have found, most people go, "Oh, that's great! You have a degree. What kind of experience do you have?" Right. I gotcha. You know, mm-hmm. and oh, okay, you know theory, but... What's the application? Like, you've never been in, you know, in the trenches, per se. Right. You know, I remember when I finished the police academy, it was it was very ironic to me um, that in order to get a job as a cop, every agency wanted you to have experience, but you can't get experience until you get a job as a cop. Right. So it was like, wow, what a catch-22. Like, and what? How many, how many applicants were there for the... The position you'd gotten. So they were hiring for 25 and there were 450 different applicants. 450 different applicants. That is crazy. But what I'm talking about with, with the parent syndrome mm-hmm. is, you know, I look at my children and, and my children are very smart, but they don't know as much as me. Right. You know, and, and sometimes we forget that just because someone's younger, it doesn't mean they don't have something to add. What is it, Tim- it, it, it Timothy? Th- th- and that's exactly is that what you're going to say. I mean, first Timothy four twelve. 
says, do not let anyone despise you because of your youth. Right. You know, Timothy's going to take on this church, you know, the church at Ephesus. And, and he's he, young. He's a very young pastor. Mm-hmm. And Paul's trying to encourage him and, and, and tell him, hey, look, yeah, you're young, but that doesn't mean you can't, like, you don't bring things to the table. Right. And yeah, I, you know, and I'm not going to speak in generality because I think every church is different. Sure. Um, but absolutely. I mean, millennials, what we have to understand right now is on the young side, millennials are 1920. Right. On the older side, they're, they're almost 40. Right. You know, so yeah, some of them are very young and don't have a lot of life experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them have a lot. I mean, as a millennial, the two, and, and we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but the two big forming events in our life were 9 11 mm-hmm. and the housing crisis, the right. financial crisis, the Great Recession. And you and I were impacted greatly by both of those. So, but, you know? but yeah, and, and, and what I'm getting at is. There is a lot of life experience. Right. And there, you know, there are a lot of millennials who have had to walk through a mm-hmm. lot of stuff throughout their short lives so far. And I might, I mean, whatever, I'll, I'm just going to say it. Um, I think there may be hints of entitlement throughout the millennials, but the generation right above us, I think there's um, a hint of arrogance that comes with not yet, you're not ready. Yeah. Instead of allowing people to get their feet wet. Oh, I agree. You know, and if we always tell our kids, you have to be prepared, but never allow them to be in a situation to put to work what they, they've they learned or what they know, you know, they're never going to have that experience. Well, and it's the same thing. I mean, if you go back 100 years, you know, seminary, mm-hmm. just, just for instance, you know, seminary wasn't a huge thing. Right. You know, the biggest reason I went to seminary, you know, because when I started seminary, it wasn't, oh, we're going to go plant a church. Um, it was, God's calling me into ministry and I want to be a pastor. And every church I looked at, it was, oh, you have to have a bachelor's. You have to have a bachelor's. Right. You have to have a bachelor's. And like, you already had a bachelor's in something else. Right. So. so so at that point, you know, I went on to graduate school. Um, but I did it because all of these churches I was looking at were sitting here going, you know, you have to have this degree before you're allowed to be a pastor. And that's why, really, in all honesty, I think it's vital, mm-hmm. you know, that the local church raise up leaders that the local church train leaders i mean that's what we see you know paul picks up timothy and and trains him up right and you know and there's something to be said about and i'm not against seminary like, no don't, no don't that's not i mean i think you need to be trained, no i but... think me personally seeing all the chaos and disorder i've seen throughout various churches i think somebody in leadership should have gone to seminary to you know Oh, yeah. Learn something, yeah, at least how to interpret the Bible efficiently and effectively. And, and again, I, it, God quips the occult. So, I mean, I'm not saying, like, that should be a definite, right? you know, you have to go through seminary. But there are a lot of things in seminary that you learn that you probably wouldn't learn just, just in general being, everyday life. Right. And and I think it's vital that churches really start taking an interest in their younger generation. And pour into and, them. Yeah. Like you said, not maybe not necessarily a seminary, but like... Um, a program or a discipleship system that, you know, you walk with, you should be walking with the people in your church anyway. Right. I that's mean, the whole purpose of church. Right. Like, But then if someone wants to be in ministry, I mean, I remember the hard time you had trying to just get someone to talk to you about being in ministry. For longer than 15 minutes. And these people were in ministry. Like right. they'd been doing it for years. Um, Maybe I'm a little, still a little bitter about that. And, and I understand it. And I get it. But I do sit here and go, like, 
again, we can't sit here and complain that all these millennials and young people are leaving the church. And they because won't the do one anything. Thing, well, and, and the other thing you want to keep in mind is they're leaving the establishment of church. They're not they're leaving not, their faith. And Right. They're not saying, I don't believe in Jesus. They're right. not saying, I don't love Jesus. They're not even not, not talking about Jesus. They're just going, this established, old, generational thing that you have going on here. Um, this isn't working for us right? and it's not going to work for our kids. And we don't want them growing up with, you know, a happy meal Sunday on, you know, in Sunday school. And then, you know, all right, see you next week. Like, I think what I've noticed, people want real, they want, um, established relationships. They want depth. They want real conversation. They want to know that they can reach out on a Tuesday and, and somebody in their church is going to be there. And and I think another area you see is, like, the question I probably get asked the most um, from people, you know, is, is I want to know, you know, and, it, and it's always phrased the same way. I want to know what the Bible really says right. about whatever. I don't want to just hear a story. Right. And, and like, and for me personally, I've had people come say to me, and so this is from my experience. I've had people say, I hate when people in church say do life together, but they really don't mean it. Right. They don't mean do life together. They just... And we've done an episode and and that's probably something else we need to revisit. Mm -hmm. Um, But again, doing life together is more than just, we see each other on Sunday and Wednesday. Right. You know, it's it's being real and it's being open and it's being honest it's phone calls it's text messages it's crying on your couch it's so the number one reason that they leave is is they're sitting here going i think i was wasn't done but you can keep going i'm sorry <laughs> I, I was looking at the time i know and no, i, was like, I know so i, go I off think on tangents. i think the number one reason mm-hmm. that that no one's listening to us is is again you can't treat everyone like a child and right. then wonder why they're going... And then well, want them I'm to be leave. a big boy or a right, big girl. Right, You know, and make big boy decisions and big, bo- big girl decisions. Right. But at the same time, you're sitting here going, but you just need to sit down and shut up and, and we know what's best. Right. Um, now, the second reason that the article gave, which was just as... How many reasons are on there? We're only going through number one and number two on this I was going to say, episode. I don't think we're going to be able to touch all of them today. Um, is... And how many did you say were on there? What'd you say? Ten? No, I think twelve. It's not is it not? No, I think it was twelve. It might be. Anyway, keep going. Number two. Um, Sorry. But the second reason given that millennials are leaving is we are tired of mission and value statements. Mm. So when you think millennials, and I know again, it goes back to that whole entitled generation. And and yes, there are a lot of millennials that live up to that that label. Right. However, millennials are a generation of doers. Yes, that's a true story. We don't get wrapped up in the politics and committees mm-hmm. and votes and, and we go... And the cakewalks. We go, why do we have to sit here and vote on if we should go help the poor? Obviously, we should go help the poor. Right. We, so we let's don't get need, together and go We do don't it. need a committee to right. organize this. Like, you know, and, and really, think about it. Millennials, we came of age during the time of the internet. Like... It's funny, when I talk to students, obviously mm-hmm. they're younger than I am. They've never not had the internet. Right. And, <laughs> and, and the generation after millennials, the zillennials, mm-hmm. like, they've never not known the internet. That makes me I laugh. remember, you've got mail. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, I like, remember I, that. Like, I remember all that. <laughs> um, and, and when these multi-billion dollar companies were being started in people's garages. 
Right. I mean, think Google or Apple. Like nowadays, everybody loves whatever Apple comes out with next. Understand this is a company that started in someone's garage and almost went bankrupt. Wow. Right. You we know? Watched, yeah, we watched that. I but, that. But this is the generation we're a part of. Mm-hmm. We're a part of this, if you can dream it, you can do it generation. Mm-hmm. So we get bored when it's the same old, same old. And this causes us to lose focus. And really, in all honesty, and I mean, you, you can obviously speak more into this than I can. This is your more area of expertise. But, like, it is the highest generation diagnosed with, like, ADD, ADHD. Right. Um, and on the flip side, also depression. Right. and there's The suicides are through the roof. I mean, there's a 100% you increase. Know, increase in the rate of suicides right. among millennials. But, but again, we've been bombarded... Over and over and over with stimulus, 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 stimulus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you want to wrap it up into politics and committees and votes. And and millennials are just sitting here going, hey, look. What like, does this have to do with anything? Right. The Bible tells us go be like Jesus. There Why are aren't we going children, to be like Jesus? There are homeless people, women being abused. Let, let's just do something. And, and, you know, I want to add in there, too. Like, understand there are people who are very ungodly who do do good right they do for their community and therefore it does not take um proper doctrine right like like, however if all we care about is how our buildings look and what people will think when they visit Uh, us and in the state of our you know the state of the art coffee bar that we have Mm. we've missed the boat by a long shot you know and and you know I, i know a lot of other pastors that, you know, especially are my age range mm-hmm. and are on staff at other churches and things of that nature. And, you know, I talk to them and they're like, yeah, we just had this 45 meeting or 45 minute meeting about, you know, should we get Zoetia grass? <laughs> and they're like, what, <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? With like, anything. So, you know, millennials don't even dream of houses. Like it, it, it used right. to be the They're American much more dream, transient than, you know, right. exactly. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they want to live in vans and, you know, the, the tiny house craze, you know, where, right. where they're sitting here and going, I look, my house is only like 300 square feet. And, but I'm never there anyway. I'm always right. out doing stuff and I just sleep here. Um, and, and they don't get wrapped up. We don't get wrapped up in, in the cosmetics and the politics right. and, and the things of that nature. Um, and, and again, I know these statements you know, are very general and are, and we're speaking about a very large group of people. And before you email at josh at sent.church and go, hey, here's 15 millennials at my church who are lazy and don't finish what they start and understand these are very general statements. Right. You know, and... There's lazy people in every generation. Right. And, and yeah, there's a lot of millennials that are very lazy and, you know, still live at their mom's house and... You know, that whole stereotype But of, I know 50-year-olds that live at their mom's house. So, <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, and those who can't commit, but but that's a totally different podcast episode. And and if we aren't reaching this lost generation, you know, this generation leaving the church, understand that the world is. Mm-hmm. You know, and the world is getting very good right now, especially with all the social justice mm-hmm. and... Twisting things yeah, and Yeah, yeah. And, and so mm-hmm. a lot of these people are leaving the church and going... Hey, look, here's all these people, you know, who don't go to church, who, who don't, you know, worship Jesus. But they do good things. Yes. And, and, and they so, do. 
you know, well, and, and, you know, they're fighting for, you know, against racism and against abortion and, and they're feeding the poor and they're doing all of these things. But there's underlying things that come with that. And because the generation's not being properly discipled and loved and cared for and encouraged, they're going to fall into um, traps, if you will. Yeah. And, and again, you know, don't take it as we're hating the church. Like, I, I deeply love the church. We just need to do better. Yeah. They and, say and, when you know better, you do better. We should right. be knowing better and doing better. You know, and, and we do need to understand at some point, you know, we watched uh, Cars 3 <laughs> at school before uh, spring break. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was that last day. It was a half day and, and whatnot. And um, so, like, it shocked me that all the high schoolers wanted to watch Cars 3. But anyway, I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. And... Like Lightning McQueen, his <laughs> like his quest during Cars Three is is sitting here going, you know, is it time for me to retire and let the next generation come in? Right, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And and I can sit here as a pastor and go like, no, I like this. I I want to do this till the day I die. Like, right. Like I love preaching the gospel. I love you know the church and, and getting together and, and discipleshipping, you know, discipleshipping, that's not a real word, but <laughs> discipling. Um, oh, honey. And of course I want to do this till the day I die, sure. but, but I also have to sit here and go, you know, at some point I am not going to be as effective, right. You know, as I am right now. Right. And you, you need know? to be able to have other people ready. Right. Like in the pipeline, right. if you will, if you're talking about business, um, but Ready see, to take but, on. And, and, and granted, this will probably catch on next week's episode. Because I know there's a lot of pastors that are like, well, we can't take modern day business, you know, practices. Yeah, you can. And convert them into the church. I, I get it. Paul like, did. What I'm saying I know though, what you is, mean. like, that obviously, we're, we're almost out of time as it is. Right. We're not going to have time to get into that. But, you know, obviously, there's work to do there. Yes. You know. And again... When you're talking about 59% of a generation, of a very large generation, mm-hmm. you know, that's a lot of people. Yep. And and we do, at some point, need to step back and go, okay, let's look at this. Like, you know, what are some avenues we could do, you know, maybe to listen more or right. to open up to or like... Be more empathetic towards... Yeah. And, and again, I'm not saying cater the church. No. Like, Jesus is going to build the church. But on the same hand, if what we're doing isn't effective, right? You know, then sometimes we do need to stop and go. What What do we need to do different and do right. better and do more of and stop doing? There yeah, are things that the church needs to stop doing, and there are things the church needs to do more of. Right. You know, and and again, this isn't the last episode, so head on over to Facebook at Practically Christian Podcast and tell us what do you think? All what right. do you think about millennials leaving the church? Tell like, us. We want to hear it. So until next week, I challenge you, if you are a millennial, get plugged in and go deep. Mm-hmm. Like, you stop complaining, too. Right. You know, and that's going to be more on that's, that's another, another episode. episode. But you need to stop complaining. You need to stop going, hey, look, you know, this isn't what I think it should be. So you need to plug in and you need to get going deep. Right. You know, find an area where you can serve and serve. Right. You know, stop making excuses. Show up. You know, do what you got to do. Understand sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Guilty. And if you're a more mature believer, find a millennial you can mentor and start doing that. Right. 
You know, if you take all that energy and give them the proper doctrine to hold on to, Mm -hmm. you won't be disappointed. Right. Thank you, you guys. So, as the... I apologize to anyone's (laughs) speakers. Did not realize that was so loud, but obviously it is the outro music. Um, So, until next week, we love you, and we can't wait to talk to you again. Bye, guys.